Welcome to He Said, She Said Razor Branding Podcast with Michael Russo and Jackie Russo. To learn more about how to improve your brand, visit brandrusso.com. Welcome back for another episode of He Said, She Said Razor Branding. Today, I think you're going to be excited. We're talking to Jonathan Sachs with IDS. We cover the gamut, the process that he goes through in selecting an agency, why he loves Orange Julius. Um, There's a whole little side commentary on the hugs of Jerry Maguire. And most importantly, I think, uh, just for the purposes of authenticity, I need you all to know that the quote that Michael is going to reference from Jeff Richards says, creative without strategy is called art. But creative with strategy is called advertising. So when you hear him mention that later, you'll know I looked it up. And we talk about a couple of other quotes. Obviously, clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. We wrap it all up into one great podcast for your listening pleasure. Michael, what was your favorite part with our pal, Jonathan? Um, Hard to say. I really, obviously, we love Jonathan. And um, the subject, the topic behind this podcast was uh, choosing the right agency. And we got to really explore with him what their process was from IDS and choosing an agency, why they chose in this case us, which we were very grateful for. But I think it it provides a lot of insight into what to look for, what not to look for and how important that relationship is. And it's not just a matter of what looks good in the paper. Sometimes it's what is really behind that and, you know, getting those relationships in place and the importance of having a good client as much as a good agency. you know, because we've had clients that don't really gel with our process and our system, you know, and, and, we need that feedback and that that interaction with the client and that trust that goes back and forth and to really produce the best work and to ultimately produce the best results. So I think Jonathan's a great representative of that. And um, I think we learned a lot from that, that process. And so without further ado, after such a long-winded intro, uh, I would like to welcome Jonathan Sachs to the show so that we can talk about IDS, the company where he works, Brand Russo, the company where we work, and how this match was made. Jonathan, thanks for joining us. Oh, Jackie, Michael, thanks for uh, for inviting me to participate. I will admit I'm a huge fanboy, uh, whether it's your podcasts or your Facebook videos, the day when you do, uh, what is it, podcast day, it's on in the background. I'm that guy sending notes, sending messages, trying to make friends with all the cool people that you, uh, you guys know and work with. So I, I, I'm going to count myself as part of that group. So I would here. say well, you're at the top of that list. But most importantly, I think it took mere hours for you to earn your legit top fan badge on all of our social media profiles. And I love you for that. Well, and I love you. <laughs> I think that once you have shopped with um, our daughter for a blouse for homecoming, that kind of solidified your role in our lives. I mean, really, that's not an everyday client activity, Jonathan. I feel like we're sharing way too much right now. Like we're, I know. We're this totally is perfect. Not- <laughs> This is perfect. This is this is perfect. Uh, I think that uh, Jackie, to your point, though, and and I know we're going to talk a bit more about agency and and what I do at IDS and how IDS found you and, and what our relationships been like. Um, but uh, I'm the director of sales and marketing here at IDS. Uh, thus, people know that from the long intro. Um, but for me, being in sales, it's about establishing relationships. And so the, the fact that through our working relationship, I've gotten a chance to go blouse shopping. And I was very good at that blouse shopping. Um, you were actually better than the women, namely me, involved in the blouse shopping. You had it down to an art. 
But I do like establishing a personal connection with the people that I work with. It makes it that much more special. I mean, the reality is I spend a lot of time with the brand Russo crew, more so than some of my colleagues at IDS. And so having that connection works. And it also doesn't hurt, Becky, that I am one of three boys. And so when my mom went shopping um, back in the 80s at the mall, it was always a who, who, who drew the short straw and what kind of bribe did my mom make so that we could go shopping together? So whether it was going to get a new shirt or, you know, an orange Julius at the food court, you're going to get something out of the deal. Well, a, a little background too. Jonathan is located um, in the Northeast and uh, IDS is an international e-discovery firm. So they, their entire uh, leadership team came down to our location in South Louisiana and they were embedded with us and we have a, a studio space next door where they kind of had their corporate annual meeting there. So we got to spend some really one-on-one -on -one time with them, which doesn't always happen, especially with, um, you know, uh, nationally located clients. And so that, that opportunity was really cool. And that's what led to the shopping experience that we're talking about. So it wasn't like it was, you know, yes, just to kind of put some story behind it. Well, I appreciate the story. I thought we were going to talk about the Orange Julius that Jonathan just referenced, because there's no better reason to go to a mall than to get an Orange Julius. I don't know. I never had an Orange Julius. The orange, when I was growing up, the mall that we had here, like the, the corn dog place, which had the Orange Julius in it, was like where all the cool kids worked. And they had like the cool uniforms. At least I thought it was cool at the time. And um, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I feel like you're having a Stranger Things flashback right now, either that or Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You're caught in some sort of movie version of the Orange Julius. I think it was a Fast Times thing. I think because there were some pretty girls that worked there, and it just seemed like it was cool. It was right at the front of the mall. Do you remember that, Jackie? You grew up, I yeah. do, but I was at the Orange Julius every day. I worked at the mall also, and I literally spent my paycheck at the Orange Julius. Where did you work at the mall? I had two different mall jobs in my storied high school and young college career. Um, in the first time I worked at the movie theater when it was still in the mall, right at the entrance to the left yeah. on the food court. Yeah. And uh, that did not go well. I spent, I think, more time watching movies than working to clean the theaters. Um, and then I worked at Elaine Bryant, which as a size two, um, my presence was not welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird situation. So it, they were paying. It was a it was a time when I needed to, you know, earn money and pay rent and pay tuition. And I did all the jobs I needed to do. Well, and the fact that like Jackie got out of college, she went to L.A. I, I worked up in Seattle and then we both kind of ended up back in Louisiana. And the fact that like we are our growing up stories are very different, but they intersect every once in a while. Like we both have similar knowledge. Like I know the mall she's talking about, but even though we had no no timeline where, where our paths cross until much later in life. Yeah. Jonathan's yes. like, you asked me to be a guest and now y'all are retracing your history with the mall right now. No, no. I'm thinking this is uh, the next version of he said, she said, we get to go from <laughs> he said, she said branding to, I don't know what the title would be, but I'm fascinated. Well, I think our relationship with IDS is different. I mean, we've, it's obviously been very successful in a lot of ways, but um, we've gotten to know you and the, and the IDS team and we're big fans of yours as well. We've enjoyed the work and what we've been able to accomplish together. Um, but I'll like, it reminds me of the, um, what's the Tom Cruise movie with uh, Cuba the Gooding? Firm. No, Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> Jerry Maguire. Jerry, Jerry Maguire. Maguire. At the very end when the, uh, the agent, they, they hug each other at the end. And the, and the other athlete looks at his agent and says, how come we don't hug like that? 
And I think other other clients may, may hear this if they ever do, and they'll be like, how come we don't have that relationship? Because it's definite, like I said, it, 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 you end up with more successful. And that's kind of the point of this whole thing is like sometimes when you've picked the right agency, when you have the right relationships, and it's not that you get that intimately involved, but but you get to know each other in a way that you kind of have that partnership where you really understand the needs and the wants. And, and it's just more, it goes beyond just the typical, Hey, I'm doing this work for you, you know, and you really actually, you know, start to get ingrained in the um, psychology of what they're trying to accomplish as well. Yeah. You know, it's, it's um, so you'd mentioned what IDS does, but really the, the way I think of IDS, it's a, it's a team of consultative experts using structured process to provide custom solutions in the world of data. And we Man, focus you, a lot. You that, Jonathan, you made this sound so sexy. Say it again. You like that? <laughs> I can lean closer to the microphone uh, and say that. Um, and, and what's interesting is, is we're primarily doing these, you know, providing services in the context of, litigation, whether that's, you know, lawsuits, government investigations, but we're also doing it now for internal investigations and looking at the world of data um, in the context of business and other and other situations. Um, and we do it with a relatively lean team. I mean, right now, so we're beginning of June of 2022, we're probably doing it with 65 to 67 employees, offices, four offices in the U.S., headquarters in D.C., uh, and an office over in in London, um, but the marketing team at IDS is a marketing team marketing team of one, which is me. Um, so that role of the agency is super important to a smaller organization like IDS, and to someone like myself who doesn't have a formal marketing. Uh, background, no training. I don't have a degree in in marketing to have an agency that functions more like as our CEO and founder, Dan Regard would say, um, our communications department, you know, you, I need that type of relationship. And that, that's where um, I can't do it all. And when I delegate something, I need to know it gets done, gets done right. And the voice and message is consistent. I mean, I couldn't do it without a team. I couldn't do it without Brand Russo, frankly. Again, fanboy, just so everyone knows. But I'm not getting paid for this. So don't be concerned about that. <laughs> Well, and I really feel like if we're going to say super nice things about how great the team is, um, I feel like we're talking about Molly Daigle behind her back uh, because she is the center point that holds this whole thing together and makes us and you look good. Yeah. And so so Molly is uh, my primary point of contact. Uh, I probably take unfair advantage of being able to reach out to other folks um, within the Brand Russo team. But yeah, Molly is is our go-to. Anything Brand Russo goes through her. Uh, she keeps all of us at IDS and those at Brand Russo on task and on time. Um, and the other thing is, you know, she's such a part of, of us. We've actually created a an email address, an IDS Inc. email distro list that includes her. Uh, that was my effort to not have her be bombarded by emails from folks at IDS. That failed. Because once you get to know Molly Daigle, she's going to, you know, get into your heart and know that she, you know, she's going to take care of you. And next thing you know, emails are being sent directly to her and uh, right. she controls the chaos. She really does. Admirably so. Uh, so one of the things that I wanted to focus on today, in addition to your awesomeness and ours, is the process you went through. I think a lot of people look at 
forming those relationships and finding the right agency partner as a very daunting task. And so there are the, it's not great, but I'm going to keep the people we've got because the devil I know is better than the one I don't mode of operation. There's the, I'm going to go through an RFP, a request for proposals and put all these agencies through the ringer um, method. And then there's what you all did, which I thought was actually the best uh, scenario. So talk us through, if you don't mind, the process and how you put it all together. Yeah. Um, it, this is a story I love telling because, uh, well, I like the results. Um, we had an agency. I, I started uh, at IDS in December of 28. I think Michael Russo might be celebrating the Queen's Jubilee right now. I think he's Sorry. got a special Jubilee ringtone on that phone of his. That was a, yeah. Sure. That's young Jackson's ringtone, is it not? Oh, no, that was my, uh, anyway, let's continue. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> that is perfect. It's perfect. Um, so I started in December of 2018 and I inherited a marketing agency and it was a typical agency relationship. Well, I, maybe not typical. At the time, it was an agency relationship where we paid a, a monthly fee as part of a retainer, uh, but we got points. And every time I wanted to do something, it was a certain number of points. And the agency was very tactical. And it's important that I, I discuss the tactical versus strategic and tactical. They're very tactical. I need this. Great. We can do that. I need you to do this. They execute that. I have to gauge how many points I want to use. That's not what IDS, though, ultimately needed. We needed to, to find an agency that would be more strategic uh, with us. Can definitely do the tactical, but be strategic. We also realized... Our website was a bit out of date. Um, I was not a huge fan of our old logo. It felt very 1980s, but not cool 1980s like Miami Vice, just kind of 1980s. Big fan of Miami Vice. Um, I'll be forever bothered by the episode involving Tubbs and he was in a relationship and it was there was a scene. I won't go into details, but oh, wow. Anyway, so we reached a point where we realized we wanted to make a potential agency shift. And I say potential agency shift because when you look to change an agency, I think you do need to be, you do need to consider what's the impact if I change? Because once you flip the switch, you have flipped the switch and you're starting with a group that doesn't necessarily know you. So we knew we wanted to look and explore different agencies and we did it uh, in a couple of different ways. We knew we were gonna do something with the website. And so at the time, our CRM provider, um, had a suggested partner that we work with uh, for web design. They also happen to do agency. We looked at them. There was an agency on the East Coast that's very well known for kind of some of its branding work. Um, it was suggested I reach out to them. Um, and we were also given the name of Brand Russo as a company to check out. Now, look, I will be the first to admit that when I heard Lafayette, Louisiana, Brand Russo agency, take a look at them. I thought to myself, really? I'm a an international, the time we weren't international, we knew we were going to be. I'm an international company, data solutions provider. Um, what on earth is this group in Lafayette, Louisiana going to be able to do for me? Why was I, why was I shocked? So process was we interviewed all three agencies. Um, we wanted to talk to them about what would you do in terms of uh, looking at our branding um, and a potential rebrand. What about our website? And what about agency services? 
And what I found really interesting, Jackie and Michael, is that the agency that if at the outset I thought, ooh, this is going to be the winner, had at the time very little interest in being our agency. They loved the idea of branding and rebranding. They loved the idea of making your website new. But the idea of the day-to-day grind, nope, no thank you. The other company really strong in the web stuff and very strong in uh, social media. But there's a lot of other stuff we do at IDS. You know, we really do see ourselves and frankly, the market sees us as thought leaders in our space. But that means I've got to put out content and I've got to I've got to put out different types of content. And that's great for people who know us. But what about new people? So I needed a group that would really get behind that and really help us in terms of establish, reestablish to the market who we are with our rebrand, get new people to understand who we are and, and get the people who know us to really buy into the fact that we are thought leaders. We are the partners you want in the room. Uh, particularly when things get really nasty. So interview the three um, and the entire leadership team was extremely impressed from the outset with the brand Russo team. And you guys came in. Do you want to ask questions? You want me to keep going? No, keep going. Cause you're doing a great job and we sound so smart right now. Well, the so one like that, I, well, I actually do have, um, you know, cause when you're looking at things like, I mean, obviously I think one of our differentiators that we talk about, and I'll talk about us too much here, but is that, you know, you never get a B team, you know, you're, you're, you know, a part of our thing is that we have, you know, um, the ownership, the leadership is, is strategy and creative combined. And so our hands are on every project, you know, we're, we're not, we don't micromanage or anything like that, but we are involved in the strategy and the development of, of every, every client work. So no matter who it is and over the, oh, being in business for 20 plus years, we were able to, really focus on getting quality clients and picking the clients that we wanted as well. And I think that's an important thing too. I mean, um, yes, we have to make money and yes, we want to pay bills, but we've gotten to a point where we learned through trial and error that some clients just don't work with us. They don't work with how we do things. And that's part of the, the, the it's gotta be a two way street. You know, if, if somebody's just jumping on you just to get a paycheck, it's probably not going to work out either. Um, you have to have that, that, that harmony of having both teams wanting the same thing and wanting to work together. Uh, Cause we can't be successful unless we have somebody like you helping to drive the train on your end. It just doesn't work. You know, if somebody wants us to just tell them what to do without any input, or if they don't tell us anything and we have to figure it out, generally it's not a good, good fit. Yeah. And you know, what was, um, I, I know that um, I, and, and my colleagues at IDS, have what might be a unique experience with brand Russo. And that's because we are, I believe, well, frankly, you guys have told me we're a bit more hands-on than a lot of other, a lot of other clients. Uh, You know, we have, we have people on our team who want to get involved. And and frankly, I think they've, they've taught all of us a bit more about marketing than we, than we knew. Um, And so, um, or at least certain elements of marketing that that individual is particularly interested in. <laughs> um, but but it, I think that it's what I enjoy is I'm part of the process. Again, I I had a degree, have still a degree, didn't take it away. It's legit. Resume is is you know accurate. Um, I have a degree in political science, and then I went to law school, um, practiced law for a number of years, and then started getting involved in sales and sales is closely related to marketing. That's my marketing experience and exposure and why I'm in the role I'm in now. Um, 
But being able to participate in the creative process, uh, have a hand in it, that's where, you know, I can say firsthand, Michael's absolutely right. There are calls where Michael is sharing his screen. Jackie is jumping in, giving her take on it. Other members of the team um, are are involved. And so um, what I love is you're not just order takers. I think there are a lot of agencies that are just order takers. This is what you want. Great. I'll give it to you. Hopefully it'll be consistent with other pieces that have been created so that the, again, messaging and, and look and feel is, is the same. Um, not not the case here. And, and the thing that that I think is also hugely beneficial for for me and, and IDS is um, Brand Russo is not afraid to say, yeah, that sounds good. But <laughs> well, yeah, I think you have to have that. No, right. You have to have that kind of relationship, though, that honesty part of it, you know, to sometimes to be told no and say, look, this is, you know, eventually the, the client is always going to win that battle because they're paying the bills and, and we'll give them what they what they want. But but if they're not going to listen and they're not going to take that advice and if we're not going to listen and we're not going to take your needs into mind, you end up with a, a really uncomfortable rub there, you know, and you have to have that that trust in each other, that you're both on the same page, working for the same out goal, you know, and that everybody has something to contribute to the conversation. Absolutely. Well, but I think it's the rule of three. So, you know, the first time we bring our expertise, we expect a client to give some feedback and that's okay. So there'll be a discussion. Client may not like our idea, may want to go in a different direction, but we know based on our research, our experience, whatever, it's the best plan. So we get to approach it the second time listen, this is why, this is what we're thinking. Let us provide some more background. And then the client's like, oh, I don't know. Well, we get a third shot and that's it. At that point, we have to step back and respect client's money, client's business. Client knows more about their business than we do. This is a mutual relationship. And we say, okay, we'll do what you want. That doesn't turn us into order takers. That means we're coming to a, a place where it's got to be one way or the other. So let's do what we think is going to be best for the continuation of the relationship and the success of the business growth. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's, I mean, that's what everybody's on board with, right? I mean, there's a responsibility there that we're both, you know, responsible for, which is growth in, and success and attention and messaging that people resonate with and that, that the, the needle moves somewhere, you know, we want to be able to, to whatever that objective is, if it's if it's response or if it's awareness or if it's just people know more about what you do and how you do it and how it benefits their lives, you know, that's the key with all of this. I mean, at the end of the day, marketing doesn't. We're in the we're in the game. We have this uh, quote on our wall here at the office, and it's I can't even remember it offhand, but I'm not gonna try to quote it. But basically, it's you know, there's a, what is it, Jackie? You know it. Oh, I was gonna let you just fumble through it for a while. <laughs> yeah, I don't wanna mess it up. What does it say? No, no, it's so much more fun. Why don't you just Google Jeff Richards advertising quote, and then you can quote him word for word, and you won't put yourself into a bind of just All randomly right. winging it. <laughs> this is why this is why you do this alone normally. And no, no, this is it. why we do it together because everybody needs to re understand the responsibilities in my life of keeping you on track. The, the point is, a pretty picture, <laughs> a pretty picture alone doesn't do the job. Sometimes you have to have some strategy behind it, you know. And um, so, you know, if you come in with too much creative or too much strategy, you lose. If, if they're combined equally, it's usually balanced. And having that input, for our process at least, having the input of the client is, is really essential to making that successful. So we um, <clears throat> we got that feeling and, and saw that again firsthand when we uh, first when you started doing the, the pitch to us. 
Um, but then when we ultimately engaged brand Russo to not just um, become our agency, but to actually do all three elements of what we were looking for, help us with a rebrand, redo our website and become our agency. And so through that razor branding exercise, um, we learned about us. You, you guys learned about us. Um, I will have to say this. I was a little disappointed, not by what razor branding was, but I was hoping for like this huge aha moment. Oh, you guys are completely wrong. You think you're known for this and you're not. <laughs> it was, hey, what you think you're known for, turns out your clients know you for that too. That's what they associate it with, which I guess isn't so bad if as an organization, we understand who we are. Um, but, you know, uh, I guess maybe if I had that aha moment, I should be a little more concerned or should have been a little more concerned. Well, let me tell you, having been the person who has to present a few of those aha moments where I tell somebody that who they thought they were is not at all who the world thinks they are. Um, I prefer your version a lot more because uh, <laughs> it's really hard to tell somebody that they are completely wrong about the business they run for 30 years. Um, no more um, challenging than when I had to tell them that uh, multiple clients and employees describe their business and as I quote, a dumpster fire, end quote. So I'll take yours um, over theirs any day. Please. Well, it, yeah, it's, a, I, it, it, it's a key component with, 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 with razor branding and our philosophies and um, is that the consumer owns the brand, right? And so the audience is going to dictate what your brand is, not, not you. I mean, you may say I'm this, but if no one else thinks that, then it's just not true, right? They're going to they're gonna manage that, those expectations. But a lot of times just holding the mirror up and saying, hey, this is what you are. This is, this is what you do. This is how you benefit people. This is how you're seen. This is the perception people have of you. And knowing that, really drives the train on messaging and what you're saying and how you're doing it. And like I said, I mean, I sit here and pat each other in the back, but you guys did everything right. You have amazing resume and amazing people. Everybody we talked to was super smart. We had to learn a lot about the industry and, we, and which was a good thing too, I think, instead of going with, so, Hey, we want an uh, agency that's really good at e-discovery. I like a lot of people approach that too, when choosing an agency, they want to find specialists, you know, a healthcare specialist agency and, that's great, but I think you don't get, it's like working in a bubble. In this case, we got to see things with clear eyes and learn the industry from the inside out. And as we learned, we got to translate some of that information that's really highbrow, really smart into conversational speak that people could process. And I think that's, you know, how do we, how do we process all of that information from just a, a, like I said, a, a clear eyes and then a new, new viewpoint. All right, uh, Jonathan, are you going to say it or should I? I am. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Can't Michael lose. Russo. <laughs> Better not get that quote wrong. Better not get that quote wrong. Um, great point, though, you know, because what I didn't talk about is that as part of the, the, I mentioned the three different types of companies or agencies that we looked at. There were at least two, if not three others that were specific it, to the legal industry, to our space. And I talked to them. I knew them. I've seen their stuff. Well, that's great. Then I'm going to get the same audience that I could have gotten anyway, the same audience that already knows us. That's not going to help me do what I need to, to do. And so it was a, a conscious decision. I think the other part of it um, is that for me, knowing that I'm a small group of one, that I needed to feel like the people who I was going to work with were invested. And I think that 
that shows from the very first time the agency has a chance to present to the to the group. Have they listened to me? There were a lot of pre-calls before there was a meeting, even with the, the leadership team. And then through the course of razor branding until the final presentation, there were a lot of conversations. You know, knowing at the outset that <clears throat> Brand Russo wanted to invest the time in learning IDS, but also in understanding me, understanding what my goals and objectives were, very selfishly, as the director of sales and marketing, I want a team that has my back and wants to make me look like the superstar without me having to ask for it. And I haven't done that. And, and time and time again, I'm heard, I've heard, no, no, we're here to make you look good. You're going to be the superstar. Um, but it, it goes beyond that because really what, what you guys are saying, what y'all are saying, that's the, you could tell that was with the New Jersey accent, y'all. Um, Did it hurt? What, Did it get stuck in your throat a little bit? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, that it really goes beyond just me. Yes, you're talking to me and you're saying that's what you want. But at the end of the day, you want everybody at IDS to be the superstar. You want IDS to be a superstar. You know, it's not about you guys being successful. We have an agreement with you. You get paid your monthly amount. It's really, and Michael, you said it, I think, and Jackie, you probably used the word grow. It's really, how do we help IDS grow? We share with you what our growth goal is this year, next year, five years down the road. And this is where it goes from not being a tactical agency, but being a partner agency, which is both strategic and tactical, understanding that and then making sure that what we're doing every day is driving towards that short-term success and the long-term success for everyone involved. Absolutely. And I, th I think that's a, a key moment too. Like again, back to our, our topic of, you know, choosing the right agency, a lot of times, especially with beer companies with more national reach, they're going to have a marketing director and marketing team at the helm. And that partnership with the agency is really important. And, you know, to not feel threatened, to not feel, you know, like we're trying to, to take somebody's shine away, you know, that that's never our intention. It really is, is to, if we don't have a you on our side, then it's, it, it's going to, it's going to train wreck pretty badly. You know, it's like, we have to have that relationship. And, and I think, um, you know, if you're a marketing director looking for an agency, you got to find somebody that's going to be on your team. That's going to feel like they're, they're not necessarily even working for you, but with you. And, uh, whenever that relationship happens, then you can have some real conversations and, um, you know, um, get to where you need to go quicker. Yep. Those, those marketing people should also definitely ask for references and have conversations with the clients. Um, yes, it's a client reference. Uh, so it's probably going to be favorable, but I learned a lot by asking, um, some of the folks that, um, some of the references I spoke to about what is it that they wished brand Russo could be doing for them that they're not, um, to get an understanding of the, and to, I guess, reaffirm that when I heard about the services that could be provided and some of the benefits that I'm able to go to someone who says, God, I wish I could have them do this or that, or flip side. Yeah. They're doing it all for me. Um, now I, if I go back and think, I don't know if I spoke to anyone who um, bought in on everything. I, I feel like I just basically cleared the shelf of brand Russo goods. Yep. I'll take razor branding. I'll take website redesign. I'll take agency. Great. You got anything else that I can wrap uh, it all up, load it in the car. Yeah. You got some slinkies or some hats there too. I'll take those while we're, <clears throat> while we're at it. Um, right. But you know, it, it 
ask the questions. I know I know that other marketing directors and and CMOs and other people in similar seats to me will get references. We don't always check them. You absolutely should. I think it I think it says I think it says a lot. I think it's also important for you to understand, you know, which elements of of brand Russo in the, this case or whatever agency you're talking to. What what are they having them them do? Um and then if they're not doing all of it, don't be afraid to ask, well, did you explore having them do your website? Yes or no? You get that get that feedback. It can be a good source of information. Right. What kind of questions do you ask? Um, what kind of support have you gotten from the team? Um, are they, the big one for me, Jackie, was are they just tactical or are they strategic as well? Um, are they just order takers? Um, I've asked about that. I've asked, um, how did, how did your client base respond to whatever it is that was done? So if they did the website, did you see an increase in traffic? Did you see any change in it? Did you hear any feedback about it? Um, the collateral that's going out there, how's it being received by the people who are using it? Right. I, I still get involved in sales, but I am not out there carrying my own bag with a quota. So I'm, you know, I'm not banging on as many doors picking up the phone is calling as many clients, but I have a team that does. Do they like what they have to give? Are they using it? All right, so, so I wanna find out really how successful has the work been done? Um, that's probably, um, I, I'd say the, what's the relationship like with the people that you work with? An important factor, how has, what have the results been of the work that's done? Right. Is probably second most important. Um, I spoke to, you know, if, if I speak to someone, to a company that um, claims to be international, I've asked about that, right? We opened up two years ago, perfect timing, April, 2020, let's open an office in London. Now they have period, garden leave periods. So we knew before April, 2020, that we were going to be opening an office. Timing wise, yeah, not the best. Thank you, COVID. Um, but I wanted to talk to them about it because, again, here I am. Yeah, and I understood that Jackie was out in L.A. and has very great stories about meeting famous people in elevators, things like that. Um, and and Michael, with his experience in Seattle. Um, but it's still Lafayette, Louisiana. It was it, it's not even it's, it's not it's not even New Orleans or Baton Rouge. No offense to those cities. Lafayette, much better. I have spent. Some quality time in Lafayette. I'm a big fan, um, but it's still the how is it's this? Not the, it's not on the radar. It's not on the advertising monolith of uh, agency recognition, right? But you know what? And 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 that's important to some people. You know, I, I need to have an agency that's in L.A. I need to have an agency that's in New York or Chicago. Oh, okay. Well, I'm curious because um, yeah, if I open an L.A. office, can I start charging you L.A. rates? No, no. Oh. All right. So look, here's the dirty <laughs> look. Here's the dirty little secret. I didn't want to get out and 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 say. What I love telling people is I have a marketing agency where they learned what they learned at the big agencies, but I get it at a Lafayette, Louisiana rate. Yeah, you do. And so, so for me, that is also huge. Uh, and frankly. It, you know, it's one of those things where um, you know, one of our when we go and talk to clients, small and medium sized law firms and corporations, uh, I love being able to go to them and saying, look, um, yeah, I'm a smaller shop, but I'm a shop filled with experts. 
people who've gotten their training and mastered their craft at other places. Okay. But they're not charging you $1,200 an hour, $1,000 an hour. We're doing it at a rate that actually works for a company like yours. What we do though, is we allow you to compete with people in weight classes above you. And for me, if I'm talking to a lawyer, you know, the, the whole goal, lawyers are not hired on cases because they can review documents and review data faster than anyone else. They're hired because that client thinks they are the best lawyer to represent them, to represent their claims or to assert their defenses. If I can help you through my experts and my technology and the use of technology by my experts to get you to the point where you are hired to do your job, then that's great. And if I do it at a better rate than someone else, that's win-win, win-win. So for me, yeah, I don't care that you're in Lafayette, Louisiana. Well, now I like it because I've been there a couple of times and you know, you, you can't beat the shrimp po' boy dressed from old time grocery. Um, little plug there. Um, but, uh, but you know, that says something to, to say, and, and, and I don't know, maybe another podcast, you guys have mentioned where you worked before, but to get that caliber of talent in, in Lafayette. And look, I got to say this too. There is something about, um, uh, this, is it Acadiana down home house hospitality? Just the, the way people are down there are genuine and care about other people that translates into, this feels like a giant love that translates into the type (laughs) of, of service and support that I get from that team. I mean, I don't feel like I'm just another cog. I feel like it's a group of people who are just invested. And, and I've, I've spent time with them in the office and outside of the office. And it's legit. Either that or you guys got a great group of actors because there were plenty of times where they could have, you know, gone off script. But um, it, is, it is the type of thing where it's, uh, it's a team, it's a family. And the fact that someone else taught you and and gave you the level of expertise you have and i get the benefit of it i think it's hard it's it's, it it, and i appreciate that immensely and it's something that we really i think we take pride in that responsibility that we have to our clients but um i think the world has changed so much allowing you know a smaller group to play on a bigger stage you know and and to have that opportunity and to not because if we ever if we ever put that up front like we're Southern hospitality and our, like people would immediately write us off the books. Like that, that's not part of the, part of our self, you know, but it is part of our culture, I guess is the best way to describe culture it. And, culture and charm and charm. But you're right. I think that I, I, look, for, for everything that has happened over the past two years, I think that it has leveled the playing field. Uh, it certainly has in, in our industry, right? I mean, um, it used to be, I couldn't necessarily um, try to work with a lot of clients in Texas, unless I had a rep in Texas. But now I can have a rep who's not in Texas, who may have some connection to Texas, get on video, you know, do do have have an interaction with a client, um, not actually meet them until some point later down the road and, and build that relationship. And in fact, um, it was probably, well, let's let's talk about this. I interviewed. Brand Russo, 
over Zoom. Uh, Brand Russo offered to come to DC to uh, do the presentation to us. We respectfully declined in light of the situation. So they pitched, you guys pitched over Zoom. We went through our entire rebrand, website redo and launch uh, and the beginning of the agency relationship all over Zoom. So a year and a half later, I finally get to come to Lafayette, Louisiana. My son was uh, touring a, a school there in, in, in Louisiana, took a trip up there. And the first time I met the two of you, we were going to dinner at Don's, great seafood, in case anyone wants to know, a little plug there. Um, Jackie gets out, of, gets out of the car and says, oh my God, you look just like your Zoom, which was hilarious because I can't, there's no filter that makes me look 20 years younger. Um, Let, but, let's be honest, but, so, hey, hey, let me interrupt you. Jackie's pissed right now that you didn't say get out of her test. I am. Well, that's because she did. That's because I got to tell you, she didn't get out of her Tesla. It was the Jeep. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to bring tears to anyone's eyes. What's the first first rule? What's the first rule of owning a Tesla? Always talk about the Tesla. A Tesla. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Nice. Nice. You know, for a guy who doesn't have a car right now and relies on me for transportation. That's a cheap shot. He is really running the risk of walking. In a hundred degree heat. Yeah, I was in an you accident. Know, I'm trying to replace my Jeep right now. It sucks. But he did, you know, uh, no, he, 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 but he was, uh, performed, uh, admirably after that accident, making sure everything was, everybody was okay. That he might've saved a baby. He might've saved He did actually save the baby. <laughs> I wanted him to say it. I was hoping Jackie, he'd be like, well, Jonathan, you know, I actually did save a baby. It wasn't quite, you know, the Hulk picking up a car to pull a child from underneath, but it was. It's pretty damn scary, and I did a damn yeah. fine job. But I wasn't going to bring it up because I know, much like my car is my baby. Don't tell my kids, but I my car is special. I know that Jeep was special to him, so I didn't want to bring it up. But now at this point, and based on this podcast, I'm a little afraid what Sunday dinner might be like <laughs> with Familia Russo. I mean, it could well, get to pretty tense. Tell you- the kids and I refer to that Jeep as his one true love. So we know where we fall in the packing order. We're not surprised by it. It was beautiful. And and look, the day that I went to go clean out at the at the scrapyard, I mean, I got a little choked up. I'm not going to lie. I was pulling things out of it and I walked away and I gave it one last look and I could hear the soft rising music in the <laughs> background and the sun was setting in the distance. It was late in the day. A cool breeze brushed in. in the morning, but okay. My hand rubbing across the bent fender as I oh, walked away. It just got weird. Yeah. I'll, I, I was about to say, I'll remember my special time in that Jeep, but I realized this is not going to be good. That'll be, oh. as Molly Daigle would say, that's bad, bad. Bad, bad. Bad, bad. Bad, bad. Yeah, we're off, we're off the train all of a sudden. Um, but one thing too, in, you know, you really got to look for, talking about agencies, what is our swag like? Because you got to admit, we got some pretty cool swag. Oh, you guys definitely have cool swag. Swag that swag ideas that in fact uh we have stolen. Right? And and um but uh no, your swag is key. First of all, look, any agency that when you go and visit them will make sure that you leave for the airport kitted out just right. Got to hand it to them. Michael Russo knew I already had one of my brand Russo hats and he's like, "No. Nope, you 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 can't leave without one." Uh, and in fact, on the Uber ride home from the airport, uh, the guys, somehow we talked about family, kids. He found out how old I was. He's like, 
oh, no way, man. I thought you were much younger. I was like, well, it must be the brand Russo hat. Um, it's the lid, for sure. It's the lid. Look, it's definitely the lid. Um, yeah, no, I, you know what? Your swag, I'm looking, so we're not on video, but I'm looking at the floor, right? So here I am in my home office, right? What do I have? I've got- the Russo lunchbox. All of my Russo lunchbox with my slinky, my mug, my phone mount, some phones, the blanket. So um, I pick up Michael, uh, Jackie and Molly. They were in Pennsylvania. Um, we had uh, IDS had a women's retreat and uh, Jackie was speaking at it. And again, Brand Russo is basically like the, you know, the communications department of IDS. And so they were there and I had a chance to drive down and, and meet them. And I opened up the trunk so that they could throw their bags in there. And uh, sure enough, my brand Russo blanket is inside, was not planted there. It is there all the time. Didn't even realize it was there. So um, some really, uh, some really great swag, but I think more importantly, um, helping come up with great swag ideas. Jonathan, what do you, what's, what's the event? What do you think about doing? Well, you know, Michael, we're, we're going to be at this event talking to lawyers. It's e-discovery. Uh, okay, well, we're talking to lawyers about data. Don't we want to give them visibility into their data? Yes, we do. By the way, that's part of our list of marketing slogans. It involves getting visibility into your data, you know, finding out about the unknown, learning from the unknown, controlling the narrative, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Jonathan, why not use a glasses cleaner with a lens, you know, the lens wipe on it? Hey, here, take a look at ours. Brand Russo has ours. Okay, great. Yeah, we'd like to steal that idea, including the QR code on there. Yeah, let's go ahead and, and put that together. But, you know, what I find is it's not just cool swag because there's a lot of cool swag. It's how does your swag tie into your messaging? Um, and then how do you can keep that consistent with a good look and feel? Well, By the I way, guess we need to work on some umbrellas. That's our next thing. Oh, yeah, IDS umbrellas. definitely. I love that. Yeah. But they, well, and, and again, you know, Again, choosing an agency, are you are you going into an agency that doesn't have any because you guys are really B2B focused, I mean strictly. And finding an agency that does B2B work, you know, if 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 they're coming back to you with consumer solutions, like, oh, you need some outdoor boards, you need this, or you need that, you need a TV commercial, and it's like you should probably run because that's not what you want, you know. You need somebody that's gonna be able to really understand that market and that need because you know, you aren't doing mass advertising, you know, it, it's very focused, very you know, audience-based and um, strategic and in, in, in how it's developed and executed. Yeah. And it, it you know, it then, um, it extends, I think, just from, and I, and I think I made the comment about this, it extends just from cool swag, some cool giveaway item that someone's going to hold on to or, or put on their desk. It, that's part of it. But it, it, it also extends from just a swag from an item to things that we might even send to a client. And I'm not talking sending them a slinky. I'm talking about a creatively done um, trifold or, or, or something along those lines. I know we have talked about it for, well, since day one, and we haven't implemented it yet here. But as I look at my 20, the rest of my 2022 marketing plan, and particularly 2023, I know that's a part of it. And so again, it's, you're, you're, you're right, Michael, knowing that I have to engage my audience in some way and in all likelihood that swag or some other item that they're going to put their fingers on. Um, having an agency that understands that is important. Uh, not someone who, as you said, if you guys told me we should go on a billboard campaign. Yeah, there we go. Agency done. 
Um, <laughs> well, and right? I or, it's just the, the misunderstanding that a lot of people have about how to uh, match tactical to approach. But I also think it's about making sure the tactics are interesting. B2B became really boring really quick when people lost their sense of creativity and um, messaging that really resonates. And so it still has to have a creative bent to it. A creative bent and then also some of the, the, the personal bent to it. So this is something that you guys taught me. Um, and that is that it can't just always be, this is our service, this is our service, this is our service, right? As a service provider, our people are important. Okay, highlight your people. And you know what? Throw a picture in on your when you're talking about the people, if it's a LinkedIn post or something. Like, you know, it is, um, we've always said people, um, selling is a, is a relationship business. And people buy for their own reasons and people buy from people that they like. And so, yeah, Jackie, it is not, it is not transactional. Um, I don't have a tractor. Again, I live in New Jersey. So I've got a 60 by 100 piece of land. Uh, heck, I don't even mow my own lawn because my wife years ago thought that if I did, I'd become one of those crazy people who's out there with scissors cutting every piece, every blade. Um, but you do have a really clean car. And that is more important, I think. That is that is very true. I do I do that is my form of gardening. So maybe that shame on uh, on her for not having me garden because it got me into detailing my car. Um, but I'm not I'm I'm not selling a product. I'm not selling a, a, a tractor where there is no personal interaction. The, you know, there, it's I know I want this model. I want to see where it's local so I can because you know shop local. Um, but. I just want to find the best price and then give me the tractor and it just gets serviced and that's it. Um, in a, in a B2B in a B2B services type of organization, um, there needs to be that connection. And there, there are ways that it's done. It, you know, it, it's not always just what's the messaging and what's on LinkedIn and what's on your website. In some cases it does us comes down to what kind of swag do I have? What kind of giveaway item? What, what do I, for me and my team, it's important that we stay top of mind. Because we get called when there's a problem and there's a need, and they're going to think of who they most recently interacted with. And so is that something that's going to be left on their desk? Is it going to be an experience they had with me? We didn't even talk about that yet. Maybe we're not because we could talk all day. But client experiences are client experiences are really important, important for us. I want to have an, inter, an opportunity to interact with a client in a way that's going to be memorable to them so that when I reach out to them again, and they see my phone number, they see my caller ID, they get my email, they're going to want to respond and interact. And I'm going to stay top of mind, not just for the week after the event, but beyond. I love that. You have, as always, been a delight. Um, you're one of my favorite people. Uh, I know that everybody in our agency feels the same way, uh, not just because you're a client, but because we genuinely like you as a human person. Um, thank you for being with us today and sharing your knowledge, your expertise. And I think giving people a little insight into what makes this dynamic um, of Brand Russo and IDS work so well together. Was that it? I thought you had a better close though. Like That was a really sincere, nice close. It was, oh no, for Jonathan it was nice, but like, hey, for more information on Brand oh, Russo. Oh, I can do that too. You can, you can, all right, get me back on track. I was having a little heartfelt moment with my pal, yeah, JS, yeah. but for those of you listening, thanks for joining us today. Uh, be sure to subscribe, 
not just to our podcast, but to all of Jonathan's. Stalk him at his home in New Jersey. He will bring you bagels and locks. And um, if you ever find yourself in the need of some really smart e-discovery people, IDS is the place you should go. And their website is idsinc.com. Thank you. It's sad that it took the three of us to come up with that, but all right. I knew it. I was hoping somebody would finish it. Like it would be a partnership. He finished your sentence for you because he gets you. (laughs) (laughs) He completes me. Exactly. 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 Uh, This is all. This is good. There's been. He's going to edit. Yeah, there's been a lot of great things in here. I'm going to have to edit a lot because we were so off the train a few times. Why do you have to edit a lot? I think that's genuine. Yes. That's us. That's real. What are you afraid of? Michael Russo, what are you afraid of? Exposure. Well, not everyone has to get the same access to you like I get. I don't want that. We don't want that. Like I could tell Molly all the time, what, you have another client call? You How is it possible you have another client? <laughs> I, don't do. care that the, do. I don't care that the Russos have so many kids to put through school and that you, Molly, have like, oh, I told her this. This was awesome. And, and Michael, if you could find a way to make this happen, it would be great. I told her that this trip to Colorado, it's like the Von Daigle family going through the Alps. <laughs> that is awesome. If we can get pictures of all the faces, we could Photoshop this. We could make this happen. But that was that was it. It was instead of the Alps, it's the Rockies, but it's the Von Daigle family. That is beautiful. I love it. See, look at that. See, Jackie, like I said, the ideas just come to me. I don't even know that they're happening. And then boom creativity genius genius you're a genius all right well listen michael russo if you feel like after you cut everything down that uh you really didn't have enough consistent content and you want a more business focused one i will happily do another (laughs) session with you and i will keep it professional no i like this i like this no you're awesome thank you for your time jonathan really appreciate it no, I, 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 I enjoyed it. And I, you, you think I'm kidding. I total fanboy. I was super excited when I got, when Maria reached out and she was like, Hey, do you want, I'm like, yes, yes. When? Yes. Tomorrow. Now I'll come here, there. Here's, so here's this, we'll leave a little Easter egg in here. We'll see if Dan ever listens to this. And so Dan, if you're listening to this, make sure you email us and let us know that you, you've watched it all the way to the end. I like that. Secret. The secret code is. Yeah, we need a word. <laughs> Dharma. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, this was this was fun. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank I'll you. let you get back to your days and supporting other clients, whatever. Although I know the list that Michael has of things to work on. So. Right. Those are just I'm the projects he puts off to focus on you. That's all I need to know. Like I said, I don't. <laughs> I don't care about everything else, Jackie. I don't care. I know. I, Michael complains. I had to stay up all night working on something else for another client. Don't care. I, I feel like we're matter. at that. Where I feel like I'm in high school. We're like, okay, you say goodbye first. No, I know. You say know. goodbye first. <laughs> like I got nothing else till four. I got to go pick up a tuxedo with Ethan at three thirty, and I've got to call it four. Otherwise, I got nothing else going on. This is my day. We should just leave an open channel. It should just be Zoom on all day. We watch each other work and chime in every once in a while. Hey, what you eating? What is it? <laughs> Y'all are uh, yeah, awesome. Lunchtime right, for I me now. Have other things, so. All right, Jackie, you I, go. Michael, I is love it, you is both. It, 
Is it plate lunch? Wait, I just got to find out. Is it plate lunch today or not? I mean, it's Thursday. So that's meat. Is that meatloaf day? I'm taking two of my mentees to Pops um, for Po' Boys. Not as good as old time, but walkable. I'm taking Jordan, my daughter, to lunch. So I'm not sure where we're going. He's met Jordan. He knows. Yeah. I've met all, at this point, I have met three of the four. I've spoken to all of them. I did not get to meet Jackson in person, but I did have a a conversation with him. And I've I've been in his room, which sounds weird. Oh God. Well, I'm assuming that, that I'm assuming that the 15 people that are still listening may not know this, my daughter. <laughs> I think this part, we can cut this part. This could go to the blooper reel. Yeah, thank you very much. I'll just end it now. All right. Also good. Bye. Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs>